You must be... I am Madame Vargola. Hello and welcome to another episode of That's So Random, a random movie podcast. I'm Heath Lambert. I am joined tonight, once again, my sis, Shannon Klingman. Hello. Hello. So we were we were supposed to have uh, another guest with us this evening. Katie Jane was going to be back to join the Three Timers Club, but her cat has died and she was not in the oh. mood to join us this evening. So, oh no. Send a hugs her way we shall struggle on without her our movie this episode nickelodeon's the boy who cried (laughs) werewolf let's just just initial thoughts because i think you might be surprised (laughs) by what i'm about to say go ahead so i initially saw this at work because my kids wanted to watch it and i don't have a ton of experience with nickelodeon disney channel movies because I did not grow up with either, so I was kind of surprised by how not entirely awful it was. Like, I mean, there's a few rough, really, really rough spots, but it's not entirely horrendous. I mean, I would definitely say it's better than Scales, the mermaid movie which I also had to watch for work. (laughs) 1,000%. Yes. That's my take on it, is that this is obviously not a movie... I'm not the target audience for this. This is a movie for tweens, you know, came out in 2010. So it would have been interesting to have Katie on because she watched it at the time and loved it. And so it'd be interesting to see what she thinks now. But yeah, compared to the other two sort of tween movies I've done for the show, Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off and Scales, Mermaids Are Real. This is better than both of those. Yes. And I made, when I announced this episode at the end of last episode that Emily was on, I made a very safe bet with her, which she was smart (laughs) enough to not take, which was, I said, I bet you $200 this is a better werewolf movie than The Howling 7 that I did two episodes ago. Yeah. And it absolutely is in every conceivable way. (laughs) So, yeah. I think part of what helps with that is one of the first names you see when you're watching the opening credits is Greg Nicotero. Hmm. Doing the werewolf and special effects. The guy, you know, the guy who's, he's the Walking Dead guy now, you know, like. Yeah, yeah. And it was, and was big in the special effects, you know, at that, when they made this, so. Yeah. Nickelodeon wasn't messing around. They obviously, no. you know, spent some money and said, we're going <laughs> to kind of do this thing properly. And yeah. un- unlike The Howling 7, this movie has werewolves in it. <laughs> and not yeah. bad ones either, especially the, the second one. Kind of cool yeah. looking, not bad. Yeah, no, they actually, I was, I was ready for it to be really awful. And actually, yeah, the werewolves in here are not, and the like the transitions are not horribly like like uh just bad special effects and the like the actual werewolves themselves are not just really really bad so i was surprised actually yeah for i mean look it's it's a nickelodeon movie from 2010 like yeah. it's not i'm not saying this is a as far as movies go a good mm-hmm. movie yeah but for movies on this podcast specifically yes. tw- movies for tweens or movies about werewolves 
this is number one, like with a bullet, a silver bullet. Yeah, a silver bullet, yes. Yeah, just to be a Nickelodeon original from that time, I was surprised. The Disney Channel original movies I've had experience with, I know, I know they're two different networks, but just the, that kind of group and target audience, like, not impressed. <laughs> so, Yeah, but I was never bored. Mm-mm. There's nothing so glaringly stupid, except for one thing. There's a trope in here, and I'll get to it. Yeah. That, that will endlessly bother me and every time I see it. But, you know, there's nothing gl- so glaringly stupid that I was like, oh, my God, this is a baby show for babies, and I hate it. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's fine. It's a perfectly enjoyable way to past 90 minutes like it's not yeah i'm not gonna (laughs) watch it again but but if it were like if it were in october and you were looking for a like halloweeny movie to watch and you've never seen it before sure you know spend 90 minutes doing that well yeah or to put on to put on for kids i mean i would never put it on for myself (laughs) but no 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 but it's not yeah you're not going to be watching it feeling like God, my kids are getting dumber just looking at this thing. Like yes. It's, it's fine. It's <laughs> yeah. fine, which is that's A plus on this show. So <laughs> let's get into it. We, we're revolved around the Sands family. There's a daughter, Jordan, who's played by Victoria, Nickelodeon superstar Victoria Justice at yes. that time was like the star of Nickelodeon. Like, yeah. It's like her and Miranda Cosgrove. That's it. Mm-hmm. Actually, Miranda Cos- Cosgrove might not even have been because when did School of Rock come out? She might yeah, not even, no. She might not even have been kind of around yet. Yeah, like 2009 or something like that. So I don't think she was even on there yet. And she's bringing some groceries or something in the house, and she gets scared by her little brother Hunter, who's obsessed with all things horror. His room is decked out and all horror stuff. He's obsessed with this horror movie that's coming out soon. Yeah, and he jumps out and scares her, and this is obviously a thing he does all the time because she's mm-hmm. annoyed by it, but not, you know, it's like, all right, here we go. It w- it's pointed out to us very pointedly that Jordan is vegetarian, which will come into play. She's trying to set up dad. We have a, we have a dead mom situation, as you often yes. do in these things. She's trying to set dad up with a nice neighbor lady, and he doesn't really see, you know, he's kind of like, not really looking to she's taking an initiative he has not asked for her help in this regard no. like he he's very seems, uninterested yeah he seems perfectly content at the moment to be a widower you know and not mm-hmm. you know remain single hunter's not having it at all he sends this poor lady because they're eating is that a pizza or whatever jordan and dad are in the kitchen talking and hunter sends this poor lady to the like, oh could you get me a soda please which don't, you don't ask company to go get you things in your own house. (laughs) I was just like, I know this kid is already like an asshole, but how, how do you send a guest in your home to get you soda out of your fridge? And what guest in your home is going to be like, yeah, okay, I'll go get you something out of your fridge. Like what a nice lady. (laughs) Yeah. She's a perfectly nice lady, but he's, (laughs) He's playing a prank on her because yeah. he, she goes to the fridge and he has some sort of prop heart on a plate that like squirts blood all over when she opens the door. And so she leaves. I don't even, it doesn't even seem necessarily that she leaves because she's freaked out by him. She kind of leaves because dad's like, look, I'm not into this. Like, Can we just yeah. have family dinner? And it was nice <laughs> to meet you. Go back, go back down the street to your house. 
Well, yeah, because the neighbor lady brings, like, a pie for dessert. And the dad just starts eating the pie in the kitchen. Like, that's kind of a dick move, too. Like, apparently it just runs in the family. <laughs> like, I think it's more that he's just kind of oblivious to the fact that, yeah. like, you know, he, you know, he was probably, he was married for years. He's, the dating scene is not on his mind, so he's not thinking, mm-hmm. like, oh, I should be respectful of this lady's <laughs> gift of pie. He's just like, oh, there's pie. I'm going to eat some pie. So, yeah, the, that date doesn't work out. And here we, yeah, like I said, the worst trope. We see Jordan in school, in high school. And look, at the time of the filming of this movie, Victoria Justice was 17 years old, so I'm not going to get too deep in the weeds here. But let's just say that the idea that if you slap a pair of glasses on Victoria Justice, that boys in school will ignore her and pretend she does not exist is farcical. Yes. And it's, I hate it. It's the she's all that thing. And it's, mm-hmm. I know that it's a very, the reason it's become a trope is because it's a very effective in these sort of movies for teen and tween girls. You know, that's like effective storytelling for them. It, you know, mm-hmm. but just it's so ridiculous. <laughs> like, yeah. anyone would look at this girl and go, "Ooh, glasses!" Like, yeah, what an what an ugly dork she is. Like, get real. <laughs> she's also, but I mean, she's also kind of clumsy and awkward. Like, she's not gonna make the soccer team that she's trying out for because she's can't. She's trying to be goalie and she can't stop a single ball. Mm-hmm. Which is more just kind of set up so that later when she's more physically agile, agile we have that as a yeah. comparison but still there's just well, the there's allergy- no way this girl does not have a date to the dance yet like give me a break yeah and the allergies thing like i don't i don't still don't really know about that because they're very fickle allergies but they're very like in your face when they're there like i don't know they come and go but when they're there they're very there yeah they mentioned that she's allergic to grass and dogs which mm-hmm. <laughs> will kind of get mentioned again later. But, but like, um, every time she's doing her, like, sniffling with tissues, she's indoors. Yeah, so she might be allergic to all kinds of things, who knows? Yeah. But it's like, just one more, know. it's one more to, way to make her, like, for us to believe that she's, like, some untouchable, undesirable, <laughs> like, whatever. Yeah. It's Victoria Justice. Like, yeah. you know, she's a beautiful girl. She's very beautiful. She could like, have... She could be in a potato sack on fire and guys at that school are going to be crawling over themselves to ask her out. Like, give me a fucking break. Yeah. So, yeah, she's bad at soccer. Hunter's here playing another prank. He has put a decapitated head prop in the bag of soccer balls so the coach will come across it. Just to kind of... I guess he's recording it on his... filming it on his phone or whatever, but... I don't know. I guess it's just, it's his thing. He's not like putting on YouTube or anything. So, mm-hmm. but he's got these two buddies who he hangs out with who are horror heads too. And they'll kind of become his brain trust later somehow. <laughs> yeah. There's a discussion that night between Jordan and dad about their bills. They're behind on stuff. She's definitely kind of stepped up. She doesn't have a job, but she, that we know mm-hmm. of, but she is kind of stepped up to help him as far as like okay we're going to sit down we're going to figure this out maybe he doesn't have a head for the numbers or whatever and that's what mom needs yeah. to do because she's like okay we can pay this and this this one can wait this one can wait but this one we need to pay right now so she's kind of helping him finagle his way through life 
alone. Um, Hunter gets suspended. I guess over that, I was going to ask for what, but I guess over that, that head prank. Which yeah. that's, that doesn't seem like, I don't know if that's a suspendable offense, but. Yeah, well, and the coach's reaction was, I feel like if I reached into a bag of soccer balls and pulled out a fake decapitated head, my reaction would not be as big as hers. But because she just starts screaming and is just horrified. But yeah, she's, I mean, she's quite freaked out. But you felt it before yeah. you saw it and you know it felt like rubber. So, yeah, I mean, all right. <laughs> I guess that's what we need to do. And he's ordered because he's been suspended. And I guess this isn't the first time um, for stuff like this. He's ordered by dads like you have to stop this stuff. Like, I don't know why you're so obsessed with this stuff. It's gotten out of hand. And you just need to, like, mellow out, dude. Like, <laughs> stop being a pain in everybody's haunches. But we also see that he got it from his mom. So it's, like, especially because mm-hmm. he's watching the like, home videos of, like, mom used to, like, prank them and scare them. And she was big into horror stuff. So that's, like, his connection to her. So dad's kind of hesitant to cut it off completely. But he's like, you just got to, like, I miss her too. But this is not the way, man. You got to figure something yeah. else out. That night... In the middle of the night, uh, Hunter sees a like a cloaked figure outside who delivers a very fancy letter on their doorstep that's like sealed with wax and everything. It's in like a leather wrapping thing. And uh, so he wakes everybody up and of course they assume that like, oh, you're pranking us again. Like what? It's two o'clock in the morning. Why are you bothering us with this nonsense? And he's like, no, no. And so they check it out and it is basically they're told that they have a Romanian uncle on their mother's side so her mother's uncle i guess yeah i think their, that's what it's supposed to be who named dragomir who <laughs> is leaving them a castle in his will like <laughs> the only relative he cared about was his niece i guess their uh you know mom and so dad goes to at two in the morning calls the executor of this will somehow and yeah and comes, that's what i was like what executor is up in the middle of the night that you just called and where it's like, oh yeah, confirmed it. Yep, this is legit. Yeah, he comes back in. He's like, it's 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 real. He's not it's not a prank. <laughs> so I guess we're and so Hunter's super excited. He calls his friends like, I'm going to Romania. I'm going to look at Dragon's Castle and all this stuff. So that's sort of the setup that we have. They go to Wolfsburg. It's a little on the nose <laughs> in Romania where Moonlight Mania is happening. It's some sort of, like, town-wide convention and festival that's celebrating the Beast of Wolfsburg, which apparently everyone knows about in this town, but is, I mean, I would think that would be worldwide news, but... Yeah. Okay. That basically, yeah, there's this beast that protects the town, and he climbs up on the mountain every year and howls at the moon, and they know that he's they're still under his protection. And so Hunter's way into this. There's another guy. There's this, another American tourist who's way into it. Who's like sees Hunter's shirt and he's like, "Oh, I love that movie too. I got your back, little kid." Like, <laughs> yeah, Jordan is not just allergic to dogs. She's like straight up scared of dogs because they go to get in the cab and the cabbie in the back seat has a dog that's barking at her through the window and she doesn't even want to get in the cab. And that will kind of come back, sort of. Now, so they get to their new castle. Uh, and meet Madame Varkalak, <laughs> who is played by Brooke Shields. And you talk about knowing what movie you're in, because she is <laughs> killing it in this movie. 
Yeah. And she has a very severe haircut. Like this woman who was like the most beautiful woman on the planet. That's like what she was famous for. She has this mm-hmm. super like severe haircut and they've made her up to look half dead. Like not like a zombie or something, but just like she has very severe face and a crazy accent. But she's just going with it. She knows. Yeah. She knows what movie she's in and she's playing. Oh, it yeah. And just, yeah, knocking it out of the park. And every time. So they've stolen. There's a running gag in this movie that they straight up stole from Young Frankenstein. Yes. It's the, uh, you know, Frau, Frau Buka, and then you hear the horse whinny. It's a wolf howl every time. They that and anyone the says first time I, the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, like, haha, that's so funny. Like, I appreciate that. But then it literally just goes on through the whole movie and they just run it into the ground. And I was like, okay, it's not funny anymore. Like if they'd just done it once or twice, I could have appreciated it, but it just goes to this next level. That's just like, okay, it's not being funny. Yeah. And they sort of pay it off in the end because the very last time that they, in the movie that someone says her name, nothing happens. And mm-hmm. everyone kind of looks around because she's like happy now and like content. So yeah yeah just inside the door of their castle dad finds a basket full of these buttons for or no no, they're not buttons they're cookies with her face on it uh properties by pauline the realtor who's like i guess in charge of or has the listing or whatever for this castle Mm -hmm. so or might be the only realtor in town like you, you don't know like they never really clarify yeah, and she's also American, so I don't know. Yeah, see, the second time watching it, I was like, oh, yeah. Like, she's literally the only other American, which, yeah, probably should have been a red flag, but. Well, and here's, no, I'm not going to spoil it. I'll wait, we'll wait we'll <laughs> yeah. until later, because I have. <laughs> but I didn't want to say too much. Yeah, I have thoughts on that, too. The next sort of morning, well, <laughs> Pergolak. It's a pretty funny little moment where she she's like, that's your room. And she points with the laser pointer to one <laughs> yeah. in the hallway. And then she points with it and that's your room. Go to bed. Don't come out of your room at night. And they're like, okay. <laughs> Dad's like, Dad's like scared of Varkalak. He's like, go to bed, kids. Go, go, go. Yeah. Like they get there and there's no discussion, no nothing. Just go to bed. Yeah. We'll talk in the morning. This lady is scary. <laughs> But the next morning, Jordan's like, I'm going to take Hunter into town. We're going to check out this festival and asks Ms. Vargalak. You know, like, oh, do you need anything? Like, she's being nice. And she's like, yeah, I'll give you a shopping list of stuff that I need. Which is how she winds up at this odd little shop that's like part. I mean, it's not very big, but like they have like grocery mm-hmm. groceries. But then they also have like witch's brew stuff, like Eye of Newt and like all this like <laughs> goofy yeah. Hogwarts shit. <laughs> So that's an odd shop. And she runs into, literally and figuratively, uh, mm-hmm. a young fella named Gorin who is immediately struck by her glasses and all. Like, he, I guess it's better than American boys because he can see past her glasses or something, but he's taken with her. Yeah. And they have a very awkward sort of, you Meet know. cute. Yeah. Not, <laughs> not asking each other out or anything, but like, oh, can you help me? I don't understand anything she wrote on this list. Can you help me find all this stuff? And he walks around and helps her find everything on her list. So Paulina and dad are out on a date, sort of, at a restaurant. And here's where I should have caught it. Or I guess we'll just spoil it now. Paulina is a fucking vampire. 
because there's mm-hmm. vampires in this movie, which you don't find out until the last like 20 minutes. And it came as a very much a surprise to me. Yeah. I don't know if I wasn't paying enough attention or because there's no mention of vampires whatsoever until the last 20 minutes. It's the first time you hear that word, which seems a little late in the game to bring that in. But it, w- yeah. it didn't even cross my mind that there's vampires in this movie. So when they're at this restaurant, which is called the, is it the Red Cape? I mean, that should have yeah. been a clue. And they're eating, all they serve is like really raw steak, <laughs> which dad is like, can I, can you cook mine maybe? And the guy brings it back and it doesn't look any different. And Pauline is no. fine with eating it. It's, I feel stupid. I should have been like, oh, okay, she's a vamp. Like this is a vampire restaurant. It did not even cross my mind. Yeah, because another thing I didn't catch until my second watch through is you never see her in the daytime. Every time he goes to her realtor office, she's not there. She's always out. And then she comes back to see them at the castle at night. See, now I feel real stupid because I bet you some 12-year-old watched this 11 years ago and figured this shit out. And I'm sitting here and I didn't. Like, the second time through, I was like, wow, they were actually, like, clever. And I didn't catch it. And, like, I actually feel a little stupid now. (laughs) Like, But it also helps that, like, I like Paulina. She's cute. Yeah. She's very charming, despite she, like she's like big on like dad jokes. Like her sense of humor is like really goofy mm-hmm. and a little much, but she's like super charming and like likable. And so, mm-hmm. which I mean is part of her, you know, ruse or whatever. But I was taken by her. I was like, I hope I hope this works out with Paulina and Dad. I really do. Yeah, you're <laughs> like, oh, I'm rooting for them, man. He deserves this charming lady. <laughs> no, it's not to be. So. That night back at the castle, Jordan's trying to watch some live-streamed, I guess, party that her friends are at. And yeah. Hunter's trying to talk to his horrorhead buddies back home about, like, hey, man, there's a, there's a wolf of Wolfsburg, or a beast of Wolfsburg, and I'm in this castle and everything's cool. And the internet cuts out. And so they go in search of the router, and what they find instead is, like, a secret lab mm-hmm. that's hidden behind a bookshelf, like you do in castles. Yeah. And they're kind of hiding from Ms. Varkalak in there because she's kind of hunting around like they're not supposed to be in there. They knock over a thing. There's some like test tubes that say like LB127 or something. And they knock one over and it breaks on the ground. And Jordan steps on it, I guess, in her bare feet. Yeah. Because she was kind of in bed. Cuts her foot. And that's the start of, because I guess being this, this this is a, ostensibly a kid's movie, you can't have someone getting attacked on the moors late at night by a werewolf, like that's yeah. too scary. So they had to find some other way to get her infected and to become a werewolf. So this is it. She's now stepped which, on. Yeah, which I also kind of have questions about with what happens later in the film, but. Yeah, so she has stepped on this blood sample and gotten glass and stuff in her foot. The next morning, she is suddenly not so vegetarian or klutzy. Like, someone throws a soccer ball or something, and she catches it one-handed, like the no-look one-handed catch. <laughs> Everybody's eating bacon and stuff, and she's looking at it and drool, like, comically drool. <laughs> this huge thing of drool comes out of her mouth, which is pretty funny. That did legitimately make me laugh. Just that huge, just line of drool coming out of her mouth. Like, that was pretty good. Because it's, I mean, give it up for Victoria Justice, too. Like, she's in it. Like, she's committed to it. Because, you know, here's you have this, she's like the the teen idol star of this network. 
But she's there with this big thing of drool coming out of her face looking goofy. Like, she's not afraid to, like, sell it, you know? Yeah. I appreciate that. So, yeah, she's drooling over this bacon that ordinarily she wouldn't ever touch. Um, but she catches the plate that Mrs. Barclack drops. Yes, like a Mr. and Mrs. Smith moment. Yeah. So she's not klutzy anymore, just overnight, suddenly. And she's no longer secretly vegetarian. Or she's secretly no longer vegetarian. At breakfast, Hunter lets slip to Ms. Varkalak that they're selling the cat. Like, Dad's plans are, okay, well, we're going to sell this castle, then we have money to pay all our bills, and we're going to go back home and pay off our house and pay all this other stuff. And she's very bothered by this, because this was her home. She was Dragomir's... I mean, you get the sense that she probably was in love with this guy. Mm-hmm. They never say that, but the sort of the respect and admiration she has for him seems like it's more than just like, oh, he was a really good boss. Like, yeah. I was the servant of the house and he was like good to me, you know. And then so the question is like, well, what will become of Madame Varkalak if we sell the castle, you know? And they're like, I'm sure that's like she can find somewhere else to live. It's not a big deal. Like, mm-hmm. but she's very, yeah, pretty uh, pretty upset about that news. Jordan and Hunter go back into the village. Village can't be the right word for I mean, it's kind of an old-timey looking town with like cobblestones and stuff, but they have their own airport. Yeah. Like there's Wolfs, Wolfsburg Airport. Mm-hmm. So, like the thing they keep going back to is like a town square. Yeah. But it has like, but it does have very sort of villagey vibes. Like yeah. it seems like where Belle and Beauty and the Beast lives. <laughs> like it's, like yeah. it's kind of like it's... old and behind the times. Like it was a village and then a bigger town grew around it or something. That very well could be. But when they get to town, Jordan, who has been, I wouldn't say mopey, but she's not, she's not a very peppy person. She's a very, you know, kind of downbeat without without being like she's not like an emo or something, but she's just, you know. Yeah, just more withdrawn. Yeah. She's very peppy. She's very happy. Everything, ooh, everything is beautiful. And do you hear that music sounds great? Oh, do you smell that? She smells cotton candy from like a a block away and runs over where this kid's eating cotton candy so like her senses are all crazy and she's just like really peppy and happy then she sees like a dog park and gets all excited and runs over to play i guess because she's becoming a dog i don't know but runs over and hunter's like okay you're allergic to grass you're allergic and afraid of dogs what are you even doing right now but she's rolling in the grass and grabbing these dogs like oh you're fun and then goran's riding by on his bicycle and flips off of it somehow i think he got distracted by seeing her mm-hmm. and she goes over to help him up and lifts him up sort of one-armed and he's like oh, you're very strong and she now has the sort of wherewithal to be like you know what i changed my mind like i'll go out on a date with you we should hit the town tonight and as he's riding away she does the peter parker sort of like oh i don't need my glasses anymore like things look yeah. blurry when i have my glasses on and clear when i take them off but then she just put her glasses back on like, yeah, I was like, why, why did you just put your glasses back on if you noticed your vision was better with them off? Uh, yeah, I don't force a habit, maybe, I don't know. Yeah. That night she's getting ready for her date with Goran. She's trying to wax her legs, but every time she pulls the hair off, more like crazy amounts of hair are growing back. Like she has like super hairy legs and it doesn't matter how many times she pulls the strip off, there's more. There's also a plate of bones outside of her door like she had a rack of ribs yeah which hunter notices and is like 
that's weird. <laughs> and she looks in the mirror and she has like blue, maybe not glowing, but very brightly colored blue mm-hmm. eyes. Which also, someone, I didn't catch this, but someone pointed out to me that wolves don't have elliptical eyes like that. That's like a reptile thing and a, the wolves don't have that. So her eyes are huh. <laughs> meant, more meant to look freaky and less like what wolves would actually have, I guess. Uh-huh. Dad is hanging out with Paulina again, and she's made cookies with both of their faces on it. It's like <laughs> somehow they got to pick like a glamour shot of them as a couple that she has now put on these cookies. That's pretty funny. And there's a conversation between Dad and Paulina about what happened to Uncle Dragomir. Like, we know he died. And she's like, I don't know. It's like a real mystery. Like, they said it was a hunting accident, but I think maybe Ms. Vargalak killed him. So she's really planting the seeds. And because we don't know yet what's going on, we should have because mm-hmm. we're 12-year-olds yeah. who didn't figure out that this lady's a vampire. <laughs> but they're planting the seeds that, like, ooh, maybe Ms. Varkalak is bad news. But since she plays it as so charming and you don't really suspect her, like, you start suspecting Madame Varkalak. A little bit. Yeah, and it doesn't come across as, like, she's being conniving. It comes across as, like, they're just having a conversation where she's like, well, this is what I heard. I don't know. I mean, you could maybe start to think that, like, okay, her her hidden agenda is that, like, she wants, she really wants to sell this castle, and that's why she's Mm -hmm. going out with this dude, and once they've sold the castle, she's Splitsville. But she doesn't seem bad at this point. Mm -hmm. Hunter is on Skype with his friends back home who have... I don't know what internet sites these guys are going to, what part of the dark web these kids are hooked up to, but they have all sorts of information for him about, like, because he's, like, you know, he's telling them what's going on, and they're like, oh, no, your sister's a werewolf, dude. Like, you need to go (laughs) and, like, tell them all these different aspects of it, and, like, they just, they know things that, like, it's not like you got that from a movie. Like, you had to, like, someone did a research paper on this somewhere that you dug up because they're like, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, if she's still... You have to cure her because she's still a werewolf by the next full moon or whatever. Like, she'll never be able to turn back. Yeah. Like, they just, they have a lot of expositional information that I don't know that these kids would be able to dig up, really. Yeah, like, very specific information. And, like, all the the different ways you can become a werewolf. Like, the bloodline, the bitten, and what was the third one? Just infected by werewolf blood? Yeah, just exposure to werewolf blood, which... Is very specific. Very specific to this movie because I know that does you don't see that a lot in other werewolf fiction. Yeah, and the bloodline thing will be very important later. But it's kind of just mm-hmm. tossed off information here that doesn't seem that important until later, which I think they do well because they don't beat it over the head. Yeah, so, and I mean that. I mean that is very like plausible werewolf lore. Yeah, and it also that's another thing that what what winds up happening as far as the bloodline thing later also took me by surprise i should probably should have seen it coming but i didn't later on i was like whoa hold mm-hmm. on a second yeah it makes sense but i wasn't expecting it mm-hmm. so this it's weird that this movie is as unpredictable as it is yeah. it should be the most rote you know oh i see everything coming eight miles away but well, yeah. it got it worked on me so goran's waiting back in, in the town square and she walks in, and oh, now she's hot. Thanks, mm-hmm. movie. Like, because she got she let her hair down. She put a little bit of makeup on. She's not wearing her glasses. She's got like a leather jacket and jeans. She looks like she's ready to ride on a motorcycle. 
And she does like a legit hair toss, which I think they did. I'm hoping they did for comedic effect because it made me laugh because it was so like exactly what you would expect. And he's like, whoa, that's, you look very different than the last time I saw you. And it's interesting because he liked her better before. Mm-hmm. Like he's kind of, he's taken aback by like, okay, wow, she's like, she's super hot. But also like, I liked her better before. She's but now maybe, she's kind of less hot. She's maybe too confident now i don't know <laughs> does that sound bad but i'm going i don't know anything yeah which this part of the movie actually made me pause and look because she looked i mean she already looked kind of old for her part and then when she was all like dressed up she looked way older so i went and looked and i was like man like how old was she when she filmed this movie like in her 20s Nope. No, she was 17. Like, it blew my mind that it's, she was actually only 17 when filming this. Yeah, because usually stuff like this, it's you have people in their late 20s pretending to be high school students. But no, yeah. she was actually, like, age-appropriate. And just looked way older than her age. Yeah. So she... I don't know if she just can't help herself or if she's trying to show off or what. <laughs> but she starts doing, like, these pole gymnastics. There's, like, these poles that... Or running from one side of the street to the other. And she jumps up on him and does like a parallel bars routine. <laughs> and jumps down and he's like, what is go even going on? <laughs> like, I just want to show this girl around and like maybe hold her hand a little bit. And she's like yeah. being a lunatic right now. Literally because the moon is full. <laughs> and then so Hunter has been told by his friends like you need to tail them and make sure. Because she's going to eat that dude. You need to go save her date because <laughs> she's a werewolf bro and she's gonna eat that guy so he's been tailing them and he gets grabbed by the mystery man in the cloak again who is like they're watching you but i'll be there to like help you out and then the guy runs off and hunter's very confused but he knows he's like you're the guy who brought the letter i know you hunter comes around the corner and jordan sort of has goran not pinned up against the wall but you know up against the wall getting ready to kiss him which hunter takes is like oh shit she's about to eat that dude and she's like hey he interrupts him and she's like, what are you even doing here? You're ruining my date. And gets pissed off. Her eyes glow blue in his presence. So, like, he can... Goran doesn't see it. But Hunter sees it to, like, scare him. And then, like, runs off. Has, like, a not a temper tantrum, but, like, you ruined everything. And, like, runs away <laughs> and jumps from, like, rooftop to rooftop. And Goran, again, is like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> this poor guy, like... <laughs> Two days ago, this girl couldn't, like, handle shopping. And now she's like a superhero. I don't know what's going on. But I, again, I liked her better before. So Hunter runs back to the house to catch up to her. And here we get the first sort of full transformation. Because he's looking around for her and she's kind of like huddled down on the floor. And she kind of pops up and her eyes are glowing and she starts changing fully. And it's more of just kind of a, it's not a great sort of transition, like a morph kind of thing. But the actual final look of the werewolf there's another werewolf later that looks way cooler but it's all right it's a little yeah like a little silly looking i don't know if the other one looks cooler because it's male which is like that's stupid but um yeah the, it does look it does look different though yeah the face is different this one hers mm -hmm. looks a little just a little a little a little sillier a little yeah but they're also but again it's a kids movie they can't make it too scary it can't look like yeah I feel like, yeah, they were trying to just down the scariness a little. And I mean, I even had a couple of kids that were like, 
let's not watch that movie again. It was a little scary. Like, so. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll put ginger snaps on him for him next time. <laughs> and yeah, she's like, run. Because she can't control herself. She's going to eat this kid. So he takes off running and winds up. She's chasing him. I don't remember why she stops. Is it just because he's like, hey, I'm your brother and I love you. Please don't eat me. But she runs, turns and runs and jumps out a window and runs off into the night. Because she has them like cornered and their dad yells up the stairs at them. And that kind of like stops her. Like, what are you guys doing up there? Yeah, because they were banging and and thrashing around. Yeah. And he's like, oh, nothing. Just playing or whatever. But then she runs the length of the hallway and smashes her way out of a like stained glass window which i'm pretty sure he would have heard well even if he didn't hear it the next morning he comes upstairs and is like what the yeah. who broke this explain to dad who broke this window and why because yeah. he's gonna after have questions were, after you guys were making noises last night and saying oh we're just playing around up here like pretty sure someone would have gotten in trouble like i'm trying to sell this place and you're busting out windows <laughs> like you're grounded man no more wolfberg festival for you yeah. And after she, like, breaks through the window the next day, she reveals to him, because she comes to Hunter with, like, okay, this is out of control and you need to help me do something about this. She uh, tells him that she ate a wild boar, or, like, a wild hog while she was out there, which is pretty badass. Like, you would think in a lesser version of this, the gag would be, like, he catches her, like, eating a cat, you know? And he's like, are you eating a cat? And the tail is sticking out of her mouth. And she like slurps it up. And like, no. Like that would be in like a dumber version of this. But the fact that she's just like, yeah, I totally ate an entire wild boar. (laughs) That's kind of awesome. So Vargalak pulls Hunter aside and explains to him like, okay, I know what's going on. I know your sister's a werewolf. Your great uncle Dragomir was the beast of wolfsburg he was a werewolf who protected the town um does not say from what (laughs) it would have been useful information i think (laughs) given what's coming she also says that he invented karaoke which is real rude to the japanese (laughs) yeah yeah like that's some racial bullshit because the japanese invented karaoke not some romanian dude right and there's like a million other things you could have said i feel like (laughs) unless the idea is that like because he was a werewolf, he was very long-lived, and, like, way back in the day he invented karaoke, yeah. and, like, the Japanese, like, learned it from him, but that's just, let, let, let them have it. <laughs> they invented that, and you don't yeah. need to try and take that away from them. So there's, in the cemetery, there's a, uh, Dragomir's headstone apparently has kind of secret writing on it that is the recipe for the cure for lycanthropy. Mm-hmm. Which I don't, I guess I don't know why he would do that. Like, isn't the whole yeah. idea that you need a wolf, a beast of Wolfsburg, someone needs to be here to protect this place? So why would you, why yeah. would he want to cure it? But I guess it's, he had, you know, he had learned how to deal with it and learned how to live with it. And maybe someone else wouldn't be so lucky. Yeah. I mean, it seemed kind of, I mean, I feel like it's probably more for like movie and dramatic, but sure. like why is that on your gravestone and not like in your lab somewhere (laughs) like that just seemed weird to me yeah well as we'll learn jumping ahead a little bit it's written in a way that only werewolf eyes can can read it 
Yeah. So that way no vampires or anyone else would come stumble upon it the way that they might if you had it written down in your lab, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah. But so Hunter goes and reads that. And then, yeah, it's at this point that Ms. That Ms. Markalak is like, oh, by the way, there's vampires. And I yeah. paused the movie and look, I'm like, there's 28 minutes left. If you're bringing vampires in, you needed to tell me at like the 15 minute mark so I can prepare myself. And I wouldn't have fallen for Paulina's bullshit either. Yeah. It's just, that's a heavy spice to bring in this late. But all right, I guess there's vampires. Um, so they start, they, Vargalac and Hunter go to Goran's little shop that he works at to start gathering the ingredients and stuff that they need to make this cure so they can cure Jordan before it's too late. Her phone rings. She has hit the baby one more time. And it's her ringtone. Yes. And she says that Britney Spears is a werewolf. All right. I don't know. <laughs> it feels, even at t- in 2010, that already feels kind of dated to me. Yeah. It felt real, real dated now. But I guess the humor is more that Ms. Vargalac, who looks like someone who doesn't listen to music at all or know what fun is, likes Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, here and now's the big reveal that Paulina is not just a vampire, but like the leader of the vampires, because Jordan and Hunter are traveling. Where are they going? I don't remember. Well, they're in that cab again, and the cabbie turns out he's a vampire because he pulls yeah. over the side of the road, and they're like, why are you stopping here? I don't remember where they were even going, though. I feel like they were trying to get back to the castle, but I can't remember why. Yeah, that could be. Yeah, because Miss Varglak was back getting more ingredients, and I can't think of why they were trying to get back to the castle ahead of her. Maybe it was like, go set up the lab, I'll be there with the ingredients. I don't know. Yeah. But either way, we had to separate them, so here's that's what we did. But they pull up the side of the road, and they get out, and they're like, why are we stopping here? And Paulina pulls up. Well, I forgot I forgot something earlier. When Jordan ran across the roofs away from her date, she ran across the road and almost got taken out by Paulina driving, mm, driving yeah. up to the castle and kind of stop, almost stopped the car with her hands and put, like, a dent in the hood. And Paulina saw that and was like, well, that's interesting. But even that still didn't come across to me as, like, sinister at all. It just came across yeah. as, like, wow, I didn't think I'd see that tonight. Like, <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah. that was random and weird. <laughs> but I guess, yeah, she never goes to dad and was like, hey, I almost hit your daughter with your car la- with my car last night. What was she yeah. doing running across the road in the dark? Yeah, Pauline is there. They really look. They got a real Twilight vibe to them as far as, like... Real, yeah. Which, I mean... Considering it came out in 2010, it makes a lot of sense. They just kind of yeah, have veins. They kind of yeah, little, that would have been around that time. They're pale. They got kind of veins that you can see kind of on their face. Red eyes. And the, the big red, yeah, big contacts. Red eyes like... that look look pretty cool. Uh, maybe it's the old, maybe it's 18 year old me talking, but vampire Paulina kind of hotter than regular <laughs> Paulina. Yeah, I know she'll kill yeah. me, but that's just what's going on. But she reveals to the kids that she killed, well, they don't use the word killed. They actually stop very pointedly, stop just short of it, I'm assuming because it's a Nickelodeon movie. She's mm-hmm. like, and I can't, uh, uh-oh. Like, it's almost like a meta joke where she's like, oops, I almost said a word I can't say in a Nickelodeon movie. Yeah. Basically, she killed, she's the one who killed Uncle Dragomir because they've been, werewolves and vampires have been fighting over this castle specifically for mm-hmm. centuries or whatever. 
and he was always the protector of it, so they got rid of him. But I, if that's here's where this this plot kind of maybe falls apart for me a little bit, and I'm sure kids don't even think about it. But no, if the if the beast who protects the castle is now gone, why are you dicking around with like real estate and trying to like we're gonna buy this castle so that we mm-hmm. own it legitimately? Just swarm in there. You're like a half a dozen vampires. Just go in there, kill Varkalak and take over no one's coming yeah. until tell you you can't live there mm-hmm. don't worry about the descendants just kill them too like it's not if it comes to that like i mean or turn them yeah they didn't even know that they had this castle a week ago like they weren't coming yeah so i don't know but they've got they've they locked the kids in the trunk of the car and Jordan is kind of mid-transformation. She's like, hey, when they open the trunk, I'm going to fight the vampires. You run and get dad. And Ms. Vargalak can tell him what's going on. Tell them, be sure to tell them Paulina is a vampire. <laughs> and so that's basically what happens. She jumps out, puts up a little bit of a fight, but they capture her very easily. I mean, I know she's yeah. outnumbered, but I don't know. But I guess she wasn't a fighter in life, so she doesn't know how to fight as a <laughs> werewolf either. Yeah, Paulina has left the scene of capturing the kids to go back to the restaurant to have another date with Dad to kind of finalize the real estate deal to take this castle off his hands. Hunter comes running in, accuses her to Dad. He's like, she's a vampire. This whole restaurant's full of vampires. How don't you see it? Look at the steak. Heath and Shannon, why didn't you notice? (laughs) (laughs) And of course, Dad is like, well, that's ridiculous. And come outside with me. When we get home, all you, this is this horror stuff is rotting your brain. It's all getting. I'm throwing it all out. Like this is ludicrous. You're ruining my date. Because it's just another practical joke, and that's where the whole boy who cried werewolf, which I think technically it would be boy who cried vampire, in that case. That's true because he has not told his dad that Jordan is a werewolf. So this yeah. it is the boy who cried vampire. Yeah, right? Right? But I guess it was a secret that there's even vampires in it, so they had to work around that. (laughs) But, yeah, and Hunter's like, look, I don't care. You can sell all my stuff when we get home. Just please believe me this one time I'm not joking around. Mm -hmm. And the sincerity of that is enough to convince Dad to sneak around back to the kind of the back alley behind the restaurant and kind of climb in a window, and they wind up in these, like, subterranean tunnels that run... (laughs) from under the restaurant to apparently the cemetery and dad's like you're right this is kind of weird (laughs) (laughs) they get captured they yeah dad and hunter both get captured and chained up where they already have jordan chained up still in full werewolf form and here's where we get the big reveal because hunter hunter for a little while now he's been like oh god i'm feeling dizzy and you don't really think much of it because nothing Mm -hmm. seems to be coming of it but he is hereditarily speaking a werewolf it's been passed yeah. down maybe it skips a generation or whatever but it's been passed from dragomir through his mother or maybe their mom was a werewolf too and she just hit it who knows yeah and that's where my question about this whole bloodline way of werewolf transference thing happens because is it only male or technically speaking shouldn't jordan have already been a werewolf unless it only passes through males in which case, yeah, their mom wouldn't have been. The patriarchy. Yeah. No, or it might just be, a, it's just, it might just be random. 
some people it hits and some people it doesn't. Maybe it skips a. We don't. We, I guess we don't know about the mom, but we do know because at the very end we see a picture of Dragomir when he was fourteen, and there he's the spitting image of Hunter. So mm-hmm. obviously those genes were concentrated very much yeah. along the way into Hunter. But Hunter goes. He's a werewolf. He turns full werewolf, breaks out of his chains. Pauline is like, "Did he just turn fourteen? I should have seen this coming." <laughs> and kind of six her vampires on them. Yeah, Hunter's werewolf just looks cooler than hers does it's like gray Mm -hmm. instead of brown and just the face the facial structure of it just looks kind of cooler and scarier yeah hers did but it's yeah i I feel like they tried to make jordan softer looking yeah it's softer is a good word for it yeah yeah whereas he's more like angular and yeah it just looks better but it's a pretty cool especially compared particularly compared to what i had a couple weeks ago in the howling seven (laughs) Which, at the time, listeners will recall, I referred to as Triumph the Insult Comic Dog because that's what it looked like. Yeah. This isn't that. This looks like you would want a werewolf to look, just maybe not quite as scary as other versions, you know. Toned mm-hmm. down a bit for children, but still pretty cool looking. Definitely, they put Greg Nicotero to work and spent some money on this thing, and it's mm-hmm. not bad. So now we have a big werewolves versus vampires fight that ends... With them remembering that sunlight will kill vampires and they start busting out windows and stuff and these vampires are getting cooked up, man. So we're mm-hmm. not it's not we're not completely death free in this movie. Well, I guess they're dead already technically, but Yeah. But they're crispy critters. They're burning up. Including like full on exploding. Yeah, there's no blood or anything, but they definitely like start turning like red and ashy and they burn yeah. up. Including burst into like ashes. And this is very important. Yes. Given the ending, which I don't care for, including Paulina. Uh, Jordan is kind of turning back. She's kind of gone back into like her half human, half wolf mid transformation thing. I'm not sure why. Mm-hmm. You would think with the full moon, she would be the most wolfy that she could be. But her and Paulina have a little bit of a tussle and she throws Paulina in a cough, like a casket that's laying around. And then the sun comes in and burns Paulina up. So they get back to the castle Farkalak has finished this serum and they give her a transfusion of it and she changes back in another kind of not great looking morph. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jordan is cured. Jordan is fine. But now she's like a happy medium between old Jordan and werewolf Jordan where she, yeah. it seems like she still doesn't need her glasses anymore. Mm-hmm. And she still has the sort of the confidence that she needs, but she's not, you know, crazy athletic or crazy strong and she's still she's a little more subdued than like full like hot date the Jordan. full like mode she was in when she was transitioning to werewolf yeah not as like not not the way she was on her date with Goran, but not mm-hmm. the not as awkward as she was at the beginning so like the perfect happy medium that Goran should be pleased with yeah so the family decides they're going to keep the castle and the house, well, because the, the mystery man in the cloak comes in, and he's the executor of this will, it turns out. Mm-hmm. And he has, I guess, some vested interest back through the years, and he was in on the secret, too. Not a werewolf, as far as we know, but yeah. is interested in protecting the lineage and the homestead of the Beast of Wolfsburg, and tells him, we didn't tell you this, but there's also, like, you're also getting all of his money, too. So you're fine. You don't have to sell the castle, so they're going to keep the castle... They're going to keep their house. They can pay off all their bills. 
like best case scenario out of all of this, really. <laughs> well, I guess, but they they wind up going back to America, so I guess mm-hmm. Varga, Varga line really gets to keep the castle just yeah all, all to herself, which good for her. Yeah. Then we have a quick scene where the townspeople are gathered. Hunter is the new beast of Wolfsburg. I guess he's going to stay there with yeah, Markalak. I mean, have to. I didn't if he's going to protect Wolfsburg. That's true. I assumed later when we see, I guess, I guess we don't see him back at school the way we see Jordan mm-hmm. at the end, and I didn't even think about yeah. it, but I suppose he stays behind with Varkalak to be the new wolf beast of Wolfsburg. We see him up on the mountain howling at the moon and the whole town cheers. But what a like what a town secret. Like what a like no one in the <laughs> yeah. world knows that like this village has they're all like yeah, we got a werewolf what about it? Nobody Yeah, knows. but even that that guy that Hunter talked to outside the airport at the beginning was there witnessing this beast howling at the moon. Like that guy's going to go and tell everyone in America. Oh, he's on Reddit he the second you turn his back. Yeah. <laughs> but but who's gonna believe it just hunter's <laughs> nerdy friends back home you know yeah but i would think and i guess nobody's taking pictures so you don't have photographic evidence i guess yeah because the villagers don't want it to be known i guess but then don't have a festival about it i don't know that brings travelers yeah. from all over i don't know it doesn't really make any sense but that's all right so we're back at school in america jordan again not super like hotted up like she was but just just normal but not wearing her glasses you know now that boy that she likes mm-hmm. suddenly notices her and maybe i mean you could say like oh because she has confidence now but no it's because she's not wearing glasses don't bullshit me yeah. <laughs> like th- this is nonsense <laughs> but now he's like wants to help her out the mean girls that were kind of bothering her earlier and told her she'd never be on the soccer team kind of throw a soccer ball at her and she catches it and impresses them so i guess she still has some of her wolf agility i don't know yeah but yeah the guy that she wanted to ask her to the dance asked her to the dance and she's like no i got a date already thanks though bye and he's like what (laughs) but i'm the i'm the guy you're supposed to like me (laughs) you had your chance buddy and you were thrown off by glasses screw you (laughs) and she goes over to her friends and they're like oh yeah you didn't you said no you won't go to the dance she's like no i already have a date i'm going with that guy and points and the girl's like the exchange student like they're so like because goran has come with them back to america and he's i guess he's the new the new sensation at the school but she's all his then we're back at the house dad and well dad and the kids are going to go see a movie and neighbor lady is coming with them so it's like half a date, maybe. It's not like her and dad are out doing, being romantic. The kids are coming with. Yeah. But like he's now opened the door to like, maybe I'll hang out with this lady and see what happens. Whereas me, I don't know. I kind of, I was kind of crossed my fingers hoping he'd stay behind and hook up with Miss Markleck. Because why not? Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do whatever you want with your hair. It's still Brooke Shields, dude. Like, I, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> Brooke Shields, man. Like, you can work with that hair. That's fine. And then we get the, the final scene is the moving truck pulls up to the house across the street, and the door, the van door opens, and it's Paulina in a wheelchair and like full body traction <laughs> cast who's moving in across the street from them. Which, yeah, and all the vampires. They, she burnt up. Don't tell yeah, me it didn't happen because I saw it happen. I watched her burn up. 
Yeah, I wrote, nope, nope, nope. They straight up exploded. Like, but she looks like she fell, like fell in a ravine or something. Like that yeah. was the villain death we saw. But no, she burnt to a crisp. So I don't know what these casts are doing. <laughs> Unless under the cast, she's just like raw meat. <laughs> just her face healed first. I don't know. It's That's pretty dumb. But again, this is a movie for children. And I don't expect too much from it. Yeah. It's still more entertaining than half of the movies I watch on this show. So, except for the cringiest fuck credit sequence that happens. Yeah. Where Hit Me Baby One More Time is playing and all the characters sort of in character are singing along with it karaoke style. And it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing for everyone involved. And I'm I'm sure in 2010, a 10 or 11 year old girl thought this was the funniest thing she'd ever seen, but... That's why we shouldn't let 10 and 11 year old girls decide the entertainment industry because yeah. this shit, it sucks. It sucks. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> but it's really the only thing that jumps out at me as being, I mean, there's things that are kind of dumb here and there, but nothing that like yeah threw me off that badly except for, yeah, this end credit thing is woof. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. But beyond that, yeah, that's the end of the movie. Not too bad. Mm-hmm. Not too bad. You know, for what it, is and knowing that i'm again not the target audience for this i'm sure as far as even these like even nickelodeon original movies this is probably one of the better ones i would guess having not seen a lot of them but yeah i've seen a couple and yeah i would say this is one of the better ones it's fine it's entertaining you know it's nothing spectacular but it didn't make me angry which is more (laughs) than i can say for a lot of things I watch for this show. So yeah, there you have it. A a solid B minus, I guess, from me. Yeah. We'll see how it shakes out when me and Chris do the rate the fifty episode. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, it is that time for me to push the magic button as I do every week to see what next week's episode, the movie for next week's episode, will be chosen completely at random from everything streaming. Pushing the magic button now. Next week's movie is Family Reunion from 1988. It is on Tubi. It appears to be a horror movie that I've never heard of. Interesting. Cool looking poster, kind of. They'll be expecting you. All right, well, we'll see how that is. Family Reunion from 1988 on Tubi. That is everyone's homework for next week, should you choose to accept it. Ma'am, thank you for being here again. Thank you. You'll be in the, you'll be in the Three Timers Club in no time. Awesome. This is I look forward two. to it. Yeah. Where can people find you? Twitter and Instagram and things like that. Um, Instagram, uh, Gilded Griffin, um, and YouTube, Tonks1989. There it is. Well, that will do it for The Boy Who Read Werewolf. That will do it for me and Shannon this week. Shannon and I, yeah. Have a good week, everybody. See you next week. Mrs. Varkalak. Also, did you notice the show's rad new artwork? It's by Joe Humphrey, who knocked it out of the park. He is at Mr. Joe Humphrey on Twitter. Humphrey is H-U-M-P-H-R-E-Y. Go check out his stuff. He's really great.